I am unashamed. What about you? So, uh, welcome to Unashamed. I'm coming from the Southern Lair, uh, Larry Bowles. That's what I call my little place down here in Alabama. And it's kind of ironic because you're, you're in town. Larry Southern. Bowles is in the house. And just to let the uh, our podcast audience know, Larry, you are the first podcast contributor. That's what I'm giving. That's your title that I'm giving you. You are a podcast contributor. Yeah. Is is there going to be like a name yeah yeah tag we we might fig- get you a hat or something <laughs> unashamed podcast okay. contribute yeah uh, maybe that's good. I think it's an honor you came and we just <laughs> said right. come back I, all the other guests we <laughs> said we appreciate it yeah. it's great because everybody else that's is right. usually trying to run me off you know what I mean and you guys just keep I think it. that I think that's why you you found home here yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the way we are the old white herb and when when. When White Earp decided to leave town after the gunfight, that old guy, he said, well, you know, you know, White Earp said, I'm, I'm, we're leaving. And that old guy said, well, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> That's kind of like bold. It wasn't come a bye. Back. Right. Yeah, it was like, he did, back. He's did <laughs> such a good job. We wanted him back. So Larry, we've expanded his, our partnership with Larry, and so he's preaching for us uh, periodically at the church. And so when he's in town, we have now combined that he would uh, do a couple of podcasts with us. So welcome, Larry, as, as an official podcast contributor, our, our only you. one so Thank far. You. So, My goodness. So, uh, and we, we've talked about it before. If you're new to the podcast, Larry is a, a tremendous guy, and he and his wife, uh, Kathy, uh, do great work over in Athens, and Jace and Missy have visited their work, and it's it's tremendous. So uh, we're excited to have him a part of it. So, Jace, so Saturday night, I'm down here in Alabama, and uh, – I'm watching the Dodger game, but I flipped over to Fox just to see what my old pal Lawrence Jones, he has a show called Cross Country. And I I, I like him. He's like, because he's like a really good, solid, conservative guy, but he's just got an interesting take on on the news. So he's one of my favorite people. And then I look up and here's Jason Jepp on on his show. And I had no idea he came to Monroe. Well, you know what's funny is you sent me a text saying, "Oh, I didn't know y'all got y'all were y'all are fixed to be on the Lawrence Jones show," and I thought because I had forgotten about it because you filmed these things before, so I was like, "Oh," so I turned it on and yeah, I thought it was pretty good. This, you know? I thought it was I thought it was funny. I mean, I thought you had some good lines in there, and he seemed like he was enjoying it. So he the setup, if you didn't see it, if in the audience, he's uh He's metal detecting with Jace and Murray and Jep, uh, and kind of cross promoting the show because he has a show I think as well on uh, Fox Nation. So that was kind of the setup. But how, I mean, how how was he in, in person? Was it? Fun? Yeah. I mean, they showed up when when we did those promos for the Duck Family Treasure Show in New York. He was gonna be a guest on some other show and we're you know when he walked into the green room <laughs> that's not green he saw us <laughs> just, have you ever been in a green room that green was green i, I did I make that enough no really i i actually have i actually have well yeah okay well this one wasn't well here's what's funny we when we were in the non-green room the weather lady uh what's the weather woman's name on Janice Dean. uh I love this woman. She's, She's awesome. real personable and was just, we were all talking. So I'm with all these Fox, 
I guess, contributors, since that's our word for the day, or yeah. maybe they just worked there. I don't know. Yeah. I did mention, I was like, there's nothing green in here. And they were all looking like, you know, you're right. <laughs> I said, maybe I can be here and just head up the common sense department. But Lawrence walked in and he's like, what are y'all doing here? And so I was telling him about the show and he's like, well, we'll will you be on my show? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so he showed up a couple of weeks later down here and he's like, well, I'm here. I was like, what are you doing down here? And he's like, well, you told me you would be on my show. And he goes across the country. So let me tell you how set up that show was. We go out to our bed and breakfast place and the producers get out when I pulled up. Cause I said, we're going to have to meet early. Cause it's a hundred degrees here. You've noticed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were quite swampy just in a couple of hours, but so the producers, they got us like, well, what are we going to do? I was like, well, we're going to go treasure hunting. I mean, we'll teach you how. And so it was kind of like our show. We just walked out there and started meandering around and Jep happened to find this really cool old piece of jewelry from probably 150 years ago, right. had a little gold ring on it and we had fun, but here's, here's what's interesting. All he could talk about, because after we filmed the show, we went back, and we were going to uh, cook shrimp, but he said he was allergic to shrimp. He said he could only eat, I think it was five, without oh. having some crazy reaction. <laughs> I was like, well, how did you get to that number? <laughs> that's yeah. what I was uh, Well, he said, I love them so much. Okay, that's four. Yeah, he said, when I get to five, I, you know, I have to either call the doctor, go to the bathroom, whatever. I yeah. said, well, that won't work. Yeah. So Missy cooked meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Mm. And so when we, we brought it out, he was like, is that bacon on top of there? Oh. It's like, oh, yeah. Can he eat <laughs> bacon? Uh, oh, he can eat bacon. But so what I'm saying is, though, all day before the show aired, they had him on different shows promoting the show that he was going to do. And look, the only thing he wanted to talk about was that meatloaf. <laughs> With the bacon on top of it. Over and over and over again. I was like, babe, I think he really, you, yeah. you stopped the presses yeah. with, with that. Yeah. So and when it all gets down to it, it's all about the meatloaf and the mashed potatoes. I mean, really. But it's mostly about the bacon. It's about the bacon. Yeah, I mean, mom is right. Whenever you start yeah. cooking, yeah. if you're going to bake, you start with butter. And if you're going to cook anything else, start with some bacon. That's right. But it was fantastic. I think I, we hit him all. We we hit it off. He gave I me his number. I can attest to Missy's meatloaf because she uses Mom's original recipe. And of course, the thing what, about what is mom, that recipe? I mean, let's I give know. our viewer. Do you know that off the top of your head? What is it? I mean, what's the recipe for the meatloaf? Have you ever cooked that, or is that it's just probably in one of her cookbooks? That's, that's a that was a woman's thing there. <laughs> Miss Kay honed it down through the years. You know, you take it. The first bath she cooked, you know, you throw that to the dogs and see if they'll eat it. If they'll eat it, you say, well, we're getting somewhere. But you have to be, you know, aware of what's being cooked. You know, as time has passed, you've become more kind and gentler. Oh, it's a kinder and gentler feel. I like it. I'm looking at now one of the medications she's taking, you know. I don't take pharmaceuticals, but she does. Yeah. But, uh, boy, we digressed into this. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, boy, the volume of these pills. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, what's that got to do with the meatloaf? Well, what I'm saying is, you know, to get in there around the meatloaf with this kind of... And, <laughs> oh, you're saying oh. that may affect the recipe. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> well, that no, was the well, point. Years and pharmaceuticals, you add them two up, you say, watch the, watch the meatloaf. Okay. I was going to make that point a little more delicately, but but, but yeah. it, that's, that's right, because Missy nails it every time because she does it the way mom used to do it but with these days yeah. with mom it's it's hit or miss i mean you're not you know she yeah. may leave out a key ingredient or something yeah. out of you know one of her well there's dishes. something i mean it, it it's one of the great most people jersey joe uh, the, the guy that moved down here from new jersey and brought his family with him and uh they all obeyed the gospel but he's he's a full-blooded italian so is his wife and they brought that but they make the best meatballs today out of all all this all all this mm. i mean did you know the recipe no i don't have he won't give it he won't give you the recipe. well wait a minute here. <laughs> just secret if you're gonna move oh, <laughs> new jersey into the world of great <laughs> cuisine yeah and you have something that's actually good i think yeah. that would be part of they the were downtown system. new jersey but they moved here and they love it so yeah well you know dad his people. did you know his son is dating my granddaughter did you know Y'all that? Y'all know it. Yeah. Joey, I think there should be a rule. If you come from out of state to obey the Lord and, and, you know, you confess your sins along the way and you have something to offer, you should also confess your recipes if you had something that would add. <laughs> he to smiled it. at me. I said, yeah. how did you get this tasting like this? Yeah. And he and he was looking at me and he smiled. I said, he's not going to tell anybody. <laughs> See? Yeah. This is this is what Acts 2 is about. You share. Yeah. You, know, you share in common yeah. all your recipes. But I mean, they are delicious now. Yeah. They are really good. Yeah. Well, well, Al, I appreciate you bringing it up. I think it went good. The show's doing good from what I understand. And we're, we have a, I have a, an announcement if you want to come see the team. Ah. So the team now is known as Murray, myself, and Jelp. We don't consider Sai part of the team because he's not a team player. He's the voice. He's the uh, Bosley of the Charlie's Angels. That's right. The metal detective. Bosley. You don't really see him. You kind of hear him. Since he was my brother, and, and he, I, I had him labeled as, you know, uh, mentally confused. But, yeah, but, that was being generous. But the powers that be called me off on the side, and they said, no, your brother, he's not confused at all. Uh, you you know what you call that in Hollywood and up here and you know I said what's that he said talent <laughs> talent I said, talent he said he's yeah. talented you'll stop before you act like a fool but well, he won't. yeah when I was on his when I was on his podcast I did think he's pretty talented because yeah. he never stopped for forty five minutes wow. about everything under the sun wow. so we're gonna be the team is gonna be on Saturday August sixth I guess this year what what's this year. 2022. 22, because yeah. these people may be going back listening to this, so I don't yeah. want them to show up right. a year from now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to be at the Bass Pro Shop in Grapevine, Texas, if you want to come see us. Cool. So, public well, service I bet some of our listeners will be there for sure, because I, I every time I speak around the country, they show up in, in full force. So. so it's in the Dallas area. I mean, don't make a special trip if you're not, you know, out of state. I mean, let's not be crazy here. But we're going to be there from 11 to 1. So mm. 
So y'all like your, signing uh, autographs or speaking or? What's, I don't know what we're doing now. Okay, I have no idea. What I I don't, don't want to know, but we'll because that makes it more fun, spontaneous. Yeah, I may get up and speak. <clears throat> we'll sign a few so, autographs, meet some people. So I know a lot of our <clears throat> audience is um, they they cross over and watch our live stream, and I highly recommend that you watch uh, Larry's sermon from yesterday. He preached at White's Ferry Road. And uh, did a great job. He's in Second uh, Corinthians eleven, and of course I I had set him up before because oh, once it you was get all to ten, it, the setup, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was it was fun. And then and then Mike gets yeah. to bring it home this week, but it was really good. So I encourage people to do that. Now I'm probably going to regret asking this, but I'm going to do uh -oh. it. I guess we can always <laughs> edit. But Dad, I get a text yesterday, so I, so I'm totally in our live stream, and I'm loving the worship, and Larry's sermon was great, and. So I'm just all in it. Then I get a text from one of dad's parishioners where he was speaking yesterday. And here's what the text said. How many, guess how many times that your dad said the word orgasm in his sermon this morning? <laughs> uh, again. So, yeah. so, I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> I was simply so, bringing up in our culture. <laughs> they bow to that. And I mean any way that there is. In other words, the Bible is very explicit saying sex is permissible between a man and a woman who are married. And there's a difference between a male and a female. Mm -hmm. yep. We've taken that, and because the orgasm, it's, you don't need pharmaceuticals or anything. It's there for the taking. I have never seen a, a country bow down to that act. Yes, it's good, yeah. but it would be much better and way more healthy for people to marry someone of the opposite sex and keep their orgasm contained between the two of them, man and woman. Mm. That was my point, because they I worship like that. that. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a good it's point. A little, just, it's a little I... blunt, but I mean, you know, the, today's <laughs> culture... When we have grown men saying they're women and vice versa, women, and you're like, what? And yeah. they, 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 they can't control. There's no sexual control. It's out of control. I got you. Yeah. It's. A, I just thought it was. It's a, a sad uh, thing to watch. Yeah. It's. Uh, let's take a break. So, guys, it, uh, one of the things I think all of us have in common is that uh, as we get older. We're getting what they call the dad bods, uh, and I think uh, we can all relate to that. I guess Jace is still the skinniest of, of our group. Uh, I don't know, though. Dad's starting to catch up with him. But one thing we can all agree on is the older we get, the less energy we seem to have, uh, and, you know, workouts become very difficult. And so this happens, you know. It happens because we're getting older. So if, if we want more energy, which we do, uh, to counter the negative physical effects of aging, a great product that's now a sponsor of our podcast is called Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testophen. I mean, that's a mouthful. It'll help you turn back the clock. It re-energizes your workouts. It gets you better results at the gym, and it helps you look and feel like the man you really want to be. And so we want to be able to do that. We're talking a lot about the spiritual man, but the physical man uh, needs some love as well. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients it's been validated in five clinical studies, and it's shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. So you want to check this out. Uh, it's the number one selling testosterone booster at uh, GNC. 
uh, helps re-energize your life and get you back uh, being the warrior that you want to be. To get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text UNASHAMED to 231231. Text now, get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text UNASHAMED to 231231. That's UNASHAMED. Text to 231231. But you're right, on the congregation, they were quiet. <laughs> I wonder why. You had their full attention. Shocked just, and all. I've never, <clears throat> I've never heard that question asked about a sermon yeah. uh, before. I just thought that was interesting. So I'm glad you, you let us know, Dad. I'm sure it was I'm really just good. saying our culture needs to rein that in. Yeah. But I agree. Whether they, whether they will or not, you know. I mean, everybody's talking about that stuff all the time, but they never yeah. relate it to their relationship uh, in the sovereignty of God and where sex originated. He he invented it. Yeah, it was his that's, idea. That, that's and, what I was trying yeah, to get across. Exactly, exactly. Well, there's a lot of people feel uncomfortable when you start talking about that, <clears throat> but it was God's idea, and I think, and he kind of laid out the best case scenario. So, yeah, I mean. I think it's okay to talk about it. I mean, if, yeah. if you don't, well, you, the information's yeah. coming out there, especially young people. It becomes idolatry within some groups because well, there's no there's no rules to the way they're behaving, right. and it's a sad thing to watch. Well, we yeah. don't we don't we don't understand. I think what what sexuality is for and uh, the bond that it creates when the two become one flesh, uh, and there's yeah. just so much spiritually and theologically going on in that. And I think that our society talks more about sex and enjoys it less than any any society (laughs) in the world. That was my point for the lesson. That was my point right there. um, Yeah. But Larry, yesterday you made a brilliant point, (laughs) I thought, in your sermon when you talked about, uh, and, and since we're talking about this context of sexuality, I think we know the evil one is is behind this whole push towards all this everything that's going on i mean these are these are this is evil incarnate so sure but you made a point about that deception the difference between deception and lying make that point to 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 dad because i thought that was really really good in the idea that a lie is really just 100 percent false and I, I think I used the analogy that let's say you're traveling. You may want to do this when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, and somebody you meet that doesn't know you and you want to impress them, you just say, well, you know, they, what do you do? Well, right now I'm the lieutenant governor of Wyoming. And nobody knows who the, you know, yeah. and, and in a pre, pre-Google pre environment, you could actually get away with that. And yeah. they're like, wow, I just met the lieutenant governor of Wyoming. That's 100%. False. That, that's why how a lie works. Yeah. Deception is not like that. Deceptions are built 100% of true things, true elements. So not everything that is true is the truth. Um, and so you have to you have to filter and and t- you talked about that in chapter 10 how, yeah. in verse 31 we we take captive every thought and we make it obedient. To Christ, yeah. we bring everything under the authenticity of Scripture and and the Word of God. And so, how did Satan try to deceive Jesus in the wilderness? What did he do? 
Scripture. scripture. Every time he's using Jesus' own words, 100% of it, mm-hmm. true. But devoid of context, this is why you always hear me talking about context, 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 the who, what, when, where, and why of Scripture. Mm-hmm. If we don't do good uh, exegesis, exegetical view, it can't mean this because of this, that kind of thing. That's the only controls that we have uh, to interpreting Scripture because devoid of context, I can take any of these truths and I can arrange them in the context of my choosing, and I can make them completely untrue. Yeah. Yep. Tell, so, tell yeah. that story when you were a kid, the TV show. <laughs> yeah. That's a great illustration. I, I, I used to, not everything that's true is the truth. And so when I was six years old, there was a, a little locally produced uh, children's show every afternoon at 4.30, and it was called The Uncle Zeb Show. And so I'd come home from first grade and I'd park myself in front of that Zenith black and white TV and I'm peering <laughs> into it and they're talking to me. And I, I'm thinking that it's they can see me the way that I can see them on the TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because and part of this was bolstered by the idea because every you know, there's kids on the show and then they have a thing. And then at the end, Uncle Zeb gets on there and he says, I see you. He said, I'd like to say hi to Sarah. And there's Amy and there's Billy. And we all, every kid was just staring at that TV, waiting for Uncle Zeb to see them. Yeah. And then one day he said, I'd like to say hi to Larry. And I was like, oh. He saw you. <laughs> that just happened. He knows my name. That was true. He said my name. I heard it with my own ears, and he was looking me right in the eyes when he said it. Turns out not everything that's true is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and so be careful what you believe that. because your beliefs rule over you. You don't rule that your sounds beliefs. Sounds like the makings of a con man. It's exactly. Because you know, they even like the psychic. Uh, you know, yeah. it's all of, they figure out how to have a conversation and say things judged on your personality that would seem true. The next thing yeah. you know, you're paying them money to figure out what your what your next move is. Exactly. You know, exactly. But I mean, back comments. to back to that sexual thing is it's all of evil does one thing. It takes what was intended for good and perverts it and it tries to. Make yep. it something else. Yep. And so all of sin is deception. It's a carrot on a stick. It's empty. It's a promise around the corner that never that never comes to reality. Yep. It ends in death. No, and that's and that to Dad's point, that's mm-hmm. exactly what the evil one has done in our culture is it sort of just continues to descend. Right. And so what, what happens is you you take thousands of years of human tradition. I mean, take God out of the equation. Just thousands of years of human tradition and you kick it to the curb and just start saying anybody can marry anybody. You can decide when you're a baby, what you are, because you know, there's no biology. And so these decisions are made, but not only made, but now being codified into law, right? Where it's the law of our land Mm -hmm. to embrace these things. What's interesting is that horrible, horrible diseases follow that kind of conduct. I looked in the World Book Encyclopedia two or three days ago. I was looking at this, and uh, that just the HIV, it came in in the 80s, you know. It killed 35 million people. Wow. HIV, AIDS. 
35 million, and there was another 30-something million that had it. About to this day, there's still about 40,000, 50,000 a year yeah. that die of AIDS even now. It's just reckless. You know, that Romans 1, you know, they receive in themselves, yeah. you know, the, the punishment right. that's due them. So. Yeah, sin, sin and, and punishment are, are connected. You don't have to punish sin for being sin. That's it, right. It carries its own consequence. You know, it's the wage correct. of sin is death, but... That's the monkey pox. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you don't have to punish a grain of sand, you know, for getting in your eye. It, it brings its own, its own irritation. Uh, I think of Jesus and the woman caught in adultery, you know, and Jesus says, let the one without sin cast the first stone. The rocks start hitting the ground. The oldest first. I love that. It's like mm-hmm. there's some age yeah. and wisdom going on there. Yep. But then the woman is asked by Jesus, where are your accusers, your condemners? And he says, neither do I condemn you. Why? Because her own lifestyle was condemning her. Yep. Sin and punishment are connected. She was carrying the, the condemnation of her behavior. And he said, what? Repent. Go and sin no more. And sin right. is also progressive, Larry, because yeah. you know you made that point about from Second uh, Corinthians 10 about mm-hmm. taking control of every thought. And so right. I'd made the point the week before <clears throat> If you don't, if your thoughts aren't captive to you, then then they become your captor, right? And, and it just descends into something that's terrible. Yeah. And this thing about it is, once you give in to <clears throat> sin and begin to live this way, it's always going to descend into pain, difficulty, separation, right. relationship. I mean, yeah. it's just by its nature, it's not healthy, it's not good. But it's so amazing that you know people just have a hard time accepting that and embracing exactly. that concept. And you you uh, you become a slave to whatever has mastery over you. The least <clears throat> talked about. I started the sermon that worked into the just whole hog wild over the orgasm, but the least talked about thing on this planet is sin. Yeah. When's the last time you heard anyone anywhere in the news media say in the word sin? Out? Yeah. You don't hear right, it very often out of the pulpit. Out of the pulpit, yeah. so it's not there. Yeah. Well, you say, I That's wonder right. why they don't talk about sin yeah. as deadly as it is. I wonder why they don't bring it up. And yeah. I think once the evil one gets control of a group, it's no longer sin. Just look at the change in our country in the last 20 years. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the quite speed the of what's it, at which it could happen. Well, people, people don't want to hear <laughs> Hang on, Larry. Uh, the truth. Let's take another break. Okay. So we've been talking some on our podcast about, uh, you know, the sort of end of the world stuff, because uh, we look around and we're thinking, man, things are pretty bad. Is God chastising America? Um, maybe. I mean, it, it, we've got a lot of problems. We've got inflation. We've got gas prices. We've got food shortages, our economy, the global conflict that's going on. So one of the things we want to do is stockpile some emergency food if you haven't done this already. Uh, and here's what you do. You go to a, a website. It's called preparewithfill.com, and, it's, and you're going to save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That's the name of the company uh, that has this. And they've been a you know, sponsors our podcast for a very long time. It's a great idea. Even with storms and natural disasters and everything else, it's a good idea uh, to have some food around when you need it. Uh, this company has over 56,000 four and five star reviews. So obviously 
Uh, people love it. Uh, it's delicious. It's easy to prepare. Uh, it's 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. So go to preparewithphil.com, save $150 on this three-month emergency food kit. That's preparewithphil.com. Get your food and get some peace of mind. Yeah, go ahead and finish your point. Uh, people don't want to hear the truth. I, I brought up uh, yesterday uh, Jeremiah, and uh, you know, in Jeremiah four, he's telling of God's wrath coming down uh, on on the calamity that he's going to allow on Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And then there's these false prophets in in chapter six and chapter eight that are saying, "Oh no, it's not going to be that bad." And in Isaiah thirty, it actually says that you know, don't don't tell us the truth. Tell us lies. Tell us good things. And uh, I've heard people say, you know, we don't want to talk about sin. It just doesn't do anybody any good. It's not a positive motivating, you know, in trying to build up the flesh. Well, whatever I do in the flesh to try to fix the flesh only strengthens the flesh. And so let's say that I am a public speaker and... I have this issue with my right arm, and occasionally when I'm trying to talk to people, it'll just fly up and hit me in the head. And I'm like, well, that's inconvenient and embarrassing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I'm talking, and I'm trying to communicate, and slap. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to fix this. So I'm going to go get some dumbbells, and I'm going to begin to build my arm up so that when it twitches, I'll be able to have the strength to hold it down. Well, Kathy comes home one day, and I'm laid out in the middle of the living room floor, you know, and she's like, what happened with the side of my head bashed in? I'm like, I twitched. What used to bother me and annoy me now has the strength to kill me. And so yeah, I thought that's, this that's was headed toward you hitting yourself in the face with a dumbbell. No, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just whatever I try to do to fix the flesh and the power of the flesh yeah. only strengthens the flesh. Yeah. So, yeah. Which would be a dumbbell thing to do. Exactly. To hit yourself. Exactly. But that's exactly what all religion does. It tries to fix uh, the problems with the flesh <laughs> in the power of the flesh. Oh. I'm laughing because you know, I've been battling these uh, moths for, I guess, going on two weeks now. So Missy was out of You're town. You're still battling the moths? Oh, I, I've killed them by the thousands. And so uh, they're called pantry moss. You know, I've tried everything known to man, but every time you turn the lights out, close the door, give it five minutes, open it, you'll kill two to five. Wow. Well, yeah, you need, I, a, I don't you know. need a professional. Yeah. They don't know how to kill a moth. They don't know. They're just like, we don't know. Yeah. Do they I, just... I've already had the consultation, but I was telling you last night, I was rolling around on the floor in Michigan, and she was like, what is wrong with you? Because I... <laughs> I was watching TV, and one of those moths descended. I just looked up, and it was just fluttering toward my face yeah. while I was on the couch. <laughs> they eat knocked, holes in your look, clothing, dude. I went to slap him, and I poked myself in the eye during oh the my slap. Goodness. <laughs> so you're, exactly. It's so weird you're bringing up the right hand involuntarily. It's kind of like, like a, I stab, like a I stab yeah. myself here about a week or well, two ago. <laughs> I know. I, kind of like a snake. You know, people are up. like, that, that kind of snake won't hurt you. And I'm like, oh, no, it'll sure make you hurt yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? So I poked yeah. myself and I killed the moth. Yeah, I, was at, I was getting gas this morning and somebody asked me how you were doing. And I said, oh, he's fine. He's like, 
Well, I mean, he stabbed himself. I mean, I was like, oh, <laughs> is that out now? I forgot we talked about that. I just jammed <laughs> my heel against an open pocket knife in my chair. I just oh. did my leg like that, and the, and the back of the knife caught, and the thing was open. I just cleaned my fingernails, whatever. I just had the knife lying yeah. beside me, and uh-huh. I moved my leg, and uh, there's the result. Oh, my goodness. There we, we have a He's demonstration, so right? <laughs> Look at that. Let's see I, where that knife is. Yeah, showing it again. <laughs> no, I don't. I think that's the first time he's actually shown it. The pain yeah. is gone. Healing is. The pain is, is gone. Yeah, the pain is gone. Hot, salty water. I know no one can use it anymore, but I mean, you can just put your foot over in there, let it soak, and you'll be amazed at how that, how medicinal that is. It's yeah. just a pot of water, hot, salty water. But, Jason, until your, until your little tail, I didn't realize that moths. We're so aggressive. I didn't need that. Because no, you're, te- he, he, it, you're telling a tale. They're after you. They're attacking. They, they don't flutter. attack. But I think he just, you know, the, my beard <laughs> looks like a great place to hide. And uh, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's actually, there's a lot. I mean, and now we have this little baby who's getting older and stronger. And it's it's a great thing to pull oh, yeah. also. So now every time I have me pulls or it's yeah. a place to hide. So these, these moths, all I can think in my mind right now is kind of like a Hitchcock movie, like the birds, you know, you open the door yeah. and they just yeah. fly in and they're just attacking. Well, it started off when I opened the yeah. pantry, they just, I, I moved a can of grits and they just come falling out by the hundreds. By the there way, was the I had- larva. That look like maggots all <laughs> oh over. Yeah, it looks like maggots. Oh, so man. I start throwing the stuff away. Yeah. I cleaned it all. I killed them all. I thought, well, that's it. A week later, I'm still killing them. But now they're just appearing out of nowhere. Wow. So I think there's a secondary layer. Well, you may be on to something because the day before yesterday, Miss K keeps her rice in about a, you know, I mean, a, a bit large jar. So yeah, she, you know, I'm talking, you know, 10, 12, 15 pounds of rice. But I would dipped over in there, measuring it out. And and I look, and old the artist was there beside me. He said, wait a minute. He said, that rice looks like it's moving. So we got oh, to look ooh. at it very carefully. And they were very small, <laughs> but there were thousands of them inside. In the right, that's it. Oh, my you, got, you got the same problem. It's the it, same problem. So everything I, comes in I screwed in the cycles. lid down, went outside. Dumped it all, built me a little now, fire. This I'll... is just beginning. <laughs> you, you, look, I, it's I'll... the end for the millions of things that were down in that rice. I will, but, you know, I thought, you know, he we built may, a fire. We may be just destroying good he protein here. I said we yeah. probably wouldn't hurt. Well, it. I don't think it'll it'll kill you. Yeah, uh, but there's a build up on the bottom of the jar, kind of like a dust. Yeah. And I, and I think that was just well. According to my research, it come it came when you bought it from the store. The little eggs were there, and oh then they goodness. multiplied. I wondered about that. I said, I wonder if this was in the bag when when we bought this in the store. And I, and I was mm-hmm. leaning toward. I think it was. Man. Yeah, oh, it was. You know, yeah. they're having all these problems. You know, but I don't know whether rice. You know, that they, they sit out there on these boats. Hmm. You know, just stacked up full of any kind of microbe, whatever, get going up in there. Well, what I recommend is when you go back to the pantry, you, you throw away anything that was exposed, any kind of uh, yeah, macaroni, all that 
rice, but anything. They they the list of things they I think breed in. Miss Kay is going to hold it in a smaller container. We eat a lot of rice, but yeah. I think she's going to put it in a smaller jar so you don't stay so long. Mm. Because if you fill the jar back up with all that down on the bottom, you're not you're not circulating it. So I think maybe a smaller holding. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think so, your so nightmares you're, just start. If you're taking the, if you're taking notes at home, <laughs> if your rice is moving, you set it on yeah, fire. That's, that's yeah. exactly if, what was happening. The rice that, was yeah. just just pulsating, yeah. and I thought, what in the world? Yeah, hey, in some oh, countries they just call that protein. You well, know, some some restaurants they just give it everything a good shot of raid before they bring it out, so nothing on the plate moves. When yeah, well, you're going to boil your <laughs> rice, and it kills that. But I'd well, just rather not eat. Are you telling? Bugs. Yeah. So I mean, Missy is living in this house with you. She Are was just... got, she was out of yeah, town a I'm week, yeah. and I told her about it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jay's. Yeah. Jay's. Hang on. Let's take a break. <laughs> hey guys, I don't know when uh, it's the last time you've checked on our merchandise for Unashamed, but you might want to check it out. Uh, Unashamed merch. M e r c h dot com is where you go. Use the code UNASHAMED10, and you're going to get 10% off. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you're going to get 20% off uh, when you use the code Blaze Sub. It's how you do that to save 20% off. There's, there's some cool stuff on there. Love Always Protects uh, T-shirts as well as Dad's mug on a mug as well as a sweatshirt. Uh, so uh, I, th- I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, check it out if you hadn't looked at it in a while uh, and get some un- UNASHAMED merch. So when she came back, I mean, she heard me in there hitting, I killed two or three in the pantry. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm killing these moths. I've been yeah. killing them for a week. Yeah. And she was like, oh. her first response was, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. But then when I was in there writhing in pain, cause I poked myself in the eye. Well, then she's like, I mean, I think we need to call a professional. And well, this, I was like, this, 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 I am the professional. Was, this is my whole point. <laughs> They're not attacking her. It's yeah. just you. Well, this one. Did. I'm thinking I mean, this is a personal it wasn't vendetta. An, I don't think yeah. it was an attack because the mo- this is not a. Uh, it doesn't. It looks like a little furry friend, a little winged fur. It's it's real light and dainty. Yeah. But if you get enough of them in your pantry, and it it becomes a problem. But yeah. I do think it was just gonna hide in my beer, which is something uh, in your pantry. They're 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 heavy and they're somewhere it, like rice with. A, we yeah, had a, Phil, a lids on this Phil. jar. We have a lid screwed. Everything down on. that was open has been thrown away. I think what happens is once they start the breeding process, then they find a hole in the wall or a crack somewhere. They lay the egg, and now they're coming from there. Well, I, everything that you can see, I've it's gone, yep. and I've cleaned it. I've but they they just keep coming. Yep. So I, I I don't I don't I don't know what to do. So maybe somebody out there in podcast land. So I'm oh, not we'll sure what this has to do just... with sin, judgment, <laughs> consequences, and mods, or yeah. 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 I was gonna say earlier. Well, it all came <laughs> when we talk. It all came from Larry's illustration. <laughs> I was gonna say earlier. Uh, well, I thought about that Ephesians uh, five, where it said, you know, it was talking about deceit Mm. but when he said you know he says be imitators live a life of love just as christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to god because it hit me we're in hebrews 8 and 9 that 
one of the things we haven't mentioned on why Jesus is superior, why he was the superior priest, is that he is our priest and our sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, these other yeah. priests were, you know, they were sacrificing bulls and goats. and But Jesus, he's our priest, he's our bridge and our sacrifice, right. which is a... You know, you could just sit around and think about that for hours. I mean, how how powerful just is that? Just remember this. Uh, this is a admonition for you to... All right, well, I ain't even got to my point yet. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Now, check this out, Jason. Where's that at? Surely, this is Psalm 91. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. There it is. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you'll find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence. Now, is this That's about twice. the moss? That's, this is about the moss. <laughs> pestilence comes yeah. from strange things. Yeah. yeah. Little bitty, little bitty bug. And you say, oh, well, that was a, but, but you'll look up and you'll say, what? Here the they world? come in hordes. It's like a Hitchcock movie. It's the right pestilence back to the birds, stalks yeah. in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Yeah. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. So, but it is near me. So, where's yeah. the good news? Pestilence in this? comes from strange, strange things. I thought you were yeah. trying to encourage me, but I'm not real sure you are. I'm saying you're. you're a, I think he's saying you need you're to repent. Encouraged at this point. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying make you sure you're yeah. right with the Lord and your faith <laughs> in the resurrection, because pestilence could. We'll give you some you. Pauline encouragement. Fight the good fight, brother. Don't. I yeah. kind of like the. Uh, <laughs> Those little bugs you've been after, they're agents of the evil one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, we're off the rails dad, here. Dad has, steered in, dad has steered into being one of Job's yeah. friends <laughs> on, on Jason's yeah, pestilence. Yeah, now, that's yeah. it. That's, yeah. That, yeah, I agree with that. Here come the brethren. Yeah. <laughs> here come the Why is that funny? Uh, so what I was going to say back to the original point, since we're so off the rails oh, here. Oh, man. But when he says, <laughs> we are off the rails. But verse three, it says, but among you, I'm going back to your point you made about deceit. There must yeah. not be even a hint right. of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's pe- holy people. But it seems like he's making a point here not to say the obvious things, but it's like the things that we deceive, we rationalize, because he said, even a hint or of any kind of impurity, because then he says, nor should there be obscenity or foolish talk or coarse joking, which are all things that we kind of ride the line on, you know, and justify in our mind. But then it says, but rather thanksgiving for this, you can be sure no immoral, impure or greedy person. Then he says this, such a man is an idolater. Mm-hmm. Has any inheritance in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ of God and of God? Let no one deceive you. This was the point I was trying yeah. to get to with empty words, which I, mm-hmm. it made me think about when you said about the deceit and the, the best lies of one with the most truth in it. There's words you can say that are empty when you, and you right. kind of think about what that means. It right. sounds good. 
but it has nothing sustaining. Right. It. It's it's like Matthew twelve. You know that on the day of judgment, we're going to have to give an account of every empty, careless word that we've ever spoken. Mm-hmm. I mean, by our words, we will be condemned, and by our words, we will be acquitted. Mm-hmm. And our words have power; they carry uh, meaning and thoughts and and all of yeah. that sort of. Well, thing. Well, you brought but, that up. Uh, yesterday, that verse that says, "Not everyone who says to me, oh, Lord, Lord, yeah, it's know, a, Matthew says, 7. I'll never knew you." Yeah, which, it's the scariest verse in the whole New Testament. Mm-hmm. But it does, it it does get to the point that you know, back to you know where we're at in Hebrews. I thought about that when you told about the the woman caught in adultery mm-hmm. and why Jesus, you know, is better and offers a better way when he says in verse 14 of chapter 9 of Hebrews, he says, how much more then will the blood of Christ and mm-hmm. through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God? Right. And he's already made reference in uh, chapter 2 and chapter 4 that you know he was a sinless sacrifice mm-hmm. and a sinless priest. You know, he didn't have to offer sacrifices for his sins because he didn't have any. Right. He offered himself unblemished to God. And here's what I, I love this phrase, because all of a sudden in this, this uh, you know, he's giving you this picture of the shadow right. from the law and the rituals mm-hmm. to who Jesus is and why he's better. Then all of a sudden it gets real personal here. It says it cleanses our consciences from acts that lead to death right. so that we may serve the living God. I mean, somewhere... In this picture, all of a sudden you see Jesus on a cross as a priest at a sacrifice, cleansing our consciences from these acts that we've all done, these sins that we talk about and justify and rationalize and, you know, spin a yarn on to make ourselves feel better or or however, you know, we we respond to that. So I I just thought that was a powerful thing. Then he goes on to say, for this reason, Christ is... Hang hang on, Jez. Let's take our last break. So then he goes on to say, for this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Right. You know, this word consciences, it, it cleanses our consciences, um, is a, an interesting, and, and, and as soon as you said it, I thought this is a, a really neat thing because our our relationship, this is, this is how we change our relationship with God. And so, you know, here comes um, Jesus. He takes on flesh and offers himself, his own blood, mm-hmm. his own sacrifice, uh, and God reconciles to himself all things in heaven and earth through the blood of his son shed on that cross. Mm-hmm. And the way that that cleanses our consciousness, uh, when we come to Christ and we accept that free gift of forgiveness and salvation in him, our consciences are changed because we are no longer enemies of God. Christ died for us while we were still yet enemies of God. And that was our status before. Mm. And this is, I think, a a big uh, point that Paul makes is that we have now been adopted uh, as sons and as daughters. Mm. And, um, and, and, And by his spirit, we cry out, Abba, 
father. And the cool word, uh, Abba, is, is an Aramaic word, and it was actually left untranslated. The word father is not there in the original text. They added to kind of explain what Abba was, but it's not really um, uh, a title that, that was used a lot. It's, uh, I mean, it was used a lot, but it's not formal. It, it literally means daddy. Mm. Uh, and so if you and I were uh, brothers, which we are, but in, yeah. in the spiritual sense, but we were adopted, I was adopted and you were a natural son, uh, you know, or I was a, uh, if, you know, back in that culture, if I was a, a bond servant, uh, you know, to the family or whatever, I could play with you. You and me or little boys were playing on the floor, but I could never call him daddy. Mm -hmm. But... If he adopted me and brought me into uh, a legitimate, he changed my relationship with him. Now he has been given, I've been given the ability to call him daddy just the way you call Your daddy became my daddy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it is by this blood, by this reconciliation that we have a clear conscience because of the blood of Christ um, that I am set free from the power that sin had over me. It's like we're talking about a while ago. I've got this mm. thing that has become the master of me. I'm no longer a master to sin. Sin no longer has mastery over me. And so here's Jesus, and he you know, comes up out of this grave, and he says, Behold, here I am. I've got the keys mm. of, of death and, and Hades, the realm of the dead. Um, and he has overcome and defeated yeah. Well, it's like when I read that in Ephesians, I think the reason people get into idolatry is so based on what I read in Ephesians 5 is that it's a good excuse for whatever sin you want to commit. When you think about mm -hmm. you're you're then rationalizing why you do what you do. Right. I mean, if if God is real and living and active, and he knows my heart. Well, in that relationship, you're honest about your heart and your sin. And right. but if you're just, if you have some, some version of God where you can have a hint of sexual immorality justified, or you right. can you can justify the deceit, you know, in your life. That I think that's why I use that as a. You know, as the, an example, it says such a man is an idolater. Right. Because you've actually changed the heart and character of God. Right. That's why I think it's an important point here in Hebrews 9 when he said, who through the eternal spirit, you know, the personality, the character, however you want to deem that, offered himself unblemished mm -hmm. to God. <clears throat> so because you think about the fruit of the spirit. Is yeah. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So when you think about that passage in uh, Galatians five, by contrast, you know he says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious, right? And he lists number one on the list uh, to Phil's uh, point is sexual immorality, and it's usually right. first because I just think it it gets the most uh, right, you know, the most publicity. Well, it does absolutely. But, but then he said, but the fruit of the spirit, and it's all these character love all the good stuff love right. joy peace patience so somewhere in that process by jesus's death you know there's a there's an honesty a sincerity uh 
an openness right. about what we've done, a reality instead right. of trying to cover it up or deceive or right. deceive or lie that, you know, here's our father who's saying, I love you this much. Right. I'm going to not only forgive you, but I'm going to cleanse your conscience. Right. You're going to feel bad about it. And we're we're going to move forward here. And all we got to do is come clean with that. Yeah, exactly. As we confess our sins one to another, we, he is faithful to forgive us. And this goes back to deception. Dece mm. There's no greater deception than deceiving yourself. All right. You know, and so that's how most of us walk around. And that's where judgment begins is like, well, that guy. And so you go back to Jesus saying, you know, you don't don't worry about the speck in your brother's eye. You you got this going on, this plank. Uh, I can't see this plank in my own eye because I'm deceived right. uh, in myself. And so when when I'm deceiving myself, when I'm prideful and arrogant in my own abilities, I come become completely blind and completely deaf. Yeah. And that is the, that's the issue. Yeah. And so if we are confessing our sins, if we're coming clean, that, that leaves us in that conscious free uh, arena. And yeah. as soon as we start deceiving ourselves, we move back out of that well, and, and start living in the power yeah. of the flesh. Yeah. And you're acknowledging mm -hmm. that God is, you're, you're not going to trick God. It, it's no. like, you're, you know, somehow or another we deceive and think, oh, you know, if I confess my sins to a priest, you know, an earthly priest right. or whatever, and then I, then I can go out and do whatever, and it's like God no longer sees me. I mean, then you're just deceiving yourself. I right. mean, you're, you're acknowledging that God is all-knowing, all-powerful. He's right. living and active. You know, we re he mentioned that in chapter 4 and yeah. 12. There's nothing that is hidden in God's sight. You're just acknowledging that fact. But yeah. the fact that he's forgiven you is should make us, you know, more appreciative instead of trying to hide. Exactly. I think of the garden. Um, yeah. Well, we're out of time. Go ahead. Uh, we got we to gotta continue this discussion. We were all over the map. but You caused all well. that. Uh, if, uh, if you want to fall. Yeah, I, I, I think I could pinpoint the exact time yeah. when this went a different direction. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, com slash unashamed is where we'll be. We're going to do some overtime and flesh this out a little bit more, as well as get uh, Larry's take uh, in overtime, as well as the next podcast about Hebrews. So we'll see you in the overtime.